0: you can be sensitive and still be a shitty person being sensitive does not remove you from taking accountability for your actions you can be sensitive and still destroy everything in your path you can be sensitive and still have no empathy for anyone else but yourself it's vile events in your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but a welcome to almost adulting almost adulting almost adulting are you ready hey besties this is your big sister violetta and you're listening to almost adulting your number one podcast for mental health and dating before we start i want to make sure that you download this episode right now also don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already since we have so many amazing episodes coming out this year today we are talking about boundaries i'm on the phone with my best friend now ex-best friend i was not speaking to her for a long time and we became friends again and things were going well. We're on the phone and randomly before we're about to hang up, I just decided to bring something up, something that's been on my mind, something that my intuition was telling me that was off, but I tried to deny myself. Let's call my friend Nicole. And I go, hey, <laughs> this is going to sound so silly, but you know, those two girls that we're friends with, I've noticed that recently they completely stop talking to me and they get really weird around me. And in the back of my head, I thought maybe it has to do with Nicole, but then I told myself, V, there's no way that Nicole, who's your best friend and has your back, you have each other's backs, would say anything about you. You're just being paranoid, your usual self, and you need to be better. And I was like, you know, I'm just trying to work on myself, so I'm very proud of myself that I managed to stop myself from confronting you, because obviously... I'm being crazy, right? There's no way you said anything to them and that's why they don't like me. They're just being weird for whatever reason, right? And then she goes, well, I mean, I just told them what happened between us. And I'm like, okay, w- w- what do you mean by that? She goes, well, you know, I just told them what you did to me and that I still love you. And I was like, aha, uh-huh, right. What do you mean by what I did to you? I think I'm getting confused. You mean when we both stop talking to each other? Yeah, like what you did to me and that I forgave you and I still love you. And I was like, right. So (laughs) what exactly are you referring to? I think I'm confused. Thank God I asked her. Because then this girl tells me, quote unquote, what I did to her. And when I tell you my jaw dropped because I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. I kid you not. It was just silence on the phone between us because I was like, excuse me. So let's rewind. Rewind to the night of what I, quote unquote, did to her. Here's what actually happened. We went out together to have fun. We went to our friend's bar opening. We're having a good time or at least trying to. And then next thing thing we know, my friend Nicole, her ex-boyfriend walks in. Her ex-boyfriend that she dumped on Christmas while he was away with his family, waiting for her with the ticket that he bought her to come visit him and his family. She dumped him and kept the ticket money because she was over him for months. So he walks in now with his, I guess, new girlfriend and he's minding his own business. My friend Nicole sees that and she's like, no, that's not okay. I told him he cannot go anywhere that my friends hang out and he shouldn't be here. And then she just started getting all grumpy and upset. And I said, hey, Nicole, listen, we don't know the other girls are with us. Let's not ruin their night. It's not a big deal. Just ignore it, try to have fun." She's like, no, he shouldn't be here. And then she started figuring out how to get him kicked out, mind you, Little detail that I missed. It was his birthday that night. So he went out with his now new girlfriend and a few of his friends to a public bar to celebrate his birthday. And my friend Nicole was just not having it because it wasn't about her that night. She wanted to make sure it will be. And she kept trying to argue about it and to get us upset about it. and i said again nicole stop but no she couldn't stop she's like violet you are not being a good friend right now how do you not care the little, and i was like dude you dumped him like move on it's been months anyway she managed to ruin all of our nights and i said congratulations you tried to ruin my night you did it i'm gonna go home i've had enough So I go to go home and then she says, okay, actually, can you give me a ride? And I said, are you sure? If I give you a ride, I don't want to talk about tonight. Because my friend had this thing where if there were ears around, she will talk. She can literally pick up a sock and talk about it for 75 minutes for no reason at all. Silence did not exist in her vocabulary. So I said, please respect that I don't want to talk about this. I want to have a silent, a quiet drive home. I've had enough with tonight. I want to go to bed. So she said, I promise we won't have any conversations. I said, okay. We get in my car. What's the first thing that she does? Talks about her feelings. You know, it really hurt my feelings that you didn't have my back, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Nicole, come on, please. Let's not do this. She continues. I go, Nicole, you're projecting. You are upset over your ex-boyfriend showing up with a new girl. You're not actually mad at me. You are upset at your ex, no. And she continues. And finally I go, Nicole, you know what? Enough. I'm done continuously listening to you talk about your feelings and trying to ruin everyone else's night and constantly making everything about you. Your ex showed up to celebrate his birthday and you tried to kick him out because you were upset that he showed up at a public bar that you were at. (laughs) You, You just assumed that for some reason he's not allowed to go to any places that you go to. That, do you understand how insane that is? stop. We are not children anymore. You're 30 years old, grow up enough. And then I keep driving and I just hear her (sighs) and I look at her and she goes, I am not, I am not strong enough to be your friend. I'm not strong enough to be your friend. And then she starts opening the car door while I'm driving. And this is the car that I was driving was a G63 that Mercedes lended to me that I don't own over a $200,000 car. That's part of our brand deal deal together. She starts (laughs) opening the door while I'm driving and I go, Nicole, please stop, Nicole, stop, relax, please, please stop opening the door. We're going to get in a car accident. What do you need me to do in order for you to stop crying? And she's like, pull over, pull over. I want to get out of the car right now. I cannot be in the same car with you. Pull over. And I was like, please just calm down. I will drive you home and I won't speak the rest of the night. And you can just breathe and relax and we won't interact. So you can just calm down. She goes, no, no, pull over right now in the the street. Like, I just need to get out. I'm going to get an Uber. I don't want to be around you. And I was like, okay, fine. So I made a U-turn. I pulled over so she can get an Uber and I drove off. And when I drove off, for me, because I'm just giving you guys one example of the many times of making nights that were supposed to be fun about her and drama that i said you know what i've had enough i should have learned my lesson before and i immediately blocked her and everything and for me to actually block someone it has to get to a point where enough is enough and i just drove home and i felt relieved and i didn't speak to her for months for months because that was just too much and her reaction made no sense to me because i knew her reaction had nothing to do with me she was upset over her ex but she didn't need to go and ruin everyone else's night because she saw her ex out. She can't control her ex's actions. And it was inappropriate to try to kick her ex out of a party, (laughs) of of an open public bar on his own birthday. So that's what actually happened that night. Months go by, and of course, as usual, I start to feel guilty because in my brain, I'm thinking, (sighs) I don't know what I'm thinking, but as usual, months later, I just start thinking about her and I think maybe, maybe my memory served me wrong and we should be friends again. And as usual, I take her back, We become friends again. So now fast forward to our conversation where I go, what are you talking about? What do you mean what I did to you? What are you talking about? And she goes, and this is her recollection of this night. Nicole goes, well, you know, when we got into your car, and you said the most hurtful things to me in the car while you were driving. And I started having a panic attack. And this girl's never had a panic attack in her life, but now she knows what a panic attack is. She goes, and I started having a panic attack and you were so annoyed that you pulled over in the middle of the street, in the middle of the night, kicked me out of your car while I sat in the middle of the street in a little ball, bawling my eyes out and you drove off. And I was like, excuse me? I had to process that because I said, Nicole, if someone ever actually did that to you, I will tell you to never speak to that person again. Who in their right mind would look at someone having a panic attack, a full-on panic attack, and then kick them out of the car for that, and then watch them crawl in a little ball in the middle of the street in the middle of the night and then drive off. I said, You asked to get an Uber, you asked. For me to pull over yeah but i didn't tell you to drive off i said no you said pull over i want to order an uber and then that's what you did and she was like no i texted all my friends that night and i told them what what you did to have the receipts i go you can have whatever scenarios you want to have in your head and i'm sure at one point you've told yourself the story so many times that you believe that this is your reality but that's not what happened and to be honest i need to get off the phone Because I need to process the fact that you're going around telling people a story that didn't happen. Not to mention, here's the kicker. How did she come up with such a crazy story? It's something that happened to me when I was 17 by one of my other best friends. It's a story that she knew because I told her. That means this girl, Nicole, took a story that I told her that happened to me when I was 17 and tell other people that that's what I did to her. So we hung up and I told her, I want to get off the phone. I need a second to process how she came up with the story. And she's like, no, stay on the phone. We need to talk about this right now. And that's her constantly crossing my boundaries. And I said, enough. I need to process what you just said. We need to hang up. We hung up the phone. The next day she started texting me nonstop. And she's like, well, we need to talk about this because, you know, you did do it. So just admit that you did it, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? You can tell the story to yourself over and over and over again. And you can tell anyone that you want that I did that to you, but I know who I am. And I know that I would never do something like that to you, to anyone, not to mention, I genuinely believe that you do believe that that's what happened because of how twisted your reality is. And that's what scares me about you. And this is where the road ends for us. The point is, I should have set my boundaries with her many, many years ago, and I should have stopped being friends with her. The point is that this is the same girl that tried to kick her ex-boyfriend out of a public bar and victimize herself for him showing up to a public bar to celebrate his birthday. It was the same girl that then victimized herself by me telling her that she needed to stop her behavior. She decided that meant, to twist the story, that she was actually the victim of that because she had a panic attack and I kicked her out of the car while she was crying in a ball in the middle of the street. I was dumbfounded. and. What bothers me about people like her, that I never I never noticed that she was this person until this finally happened, is that people think that if they're sensitive, that it means that they're sweeter or better people than other people when in reality, it can also mean that people who are quote unquote overly sensitive, just can't take accountability for their actions and never want to admit that they're wrong. And they use the excuse of always being like, well, I'm so sensitive, please don't be mean to me, please don't say anything. But what if your actions are still wrong? In my opinion, people who are sensitive and have victim mentality are the scariest type of people because they destroy everything on their path and then expect a different treatment from everyone around them and everyone that they ruin because they're sensitive. She was willing to change the narrative of what happened that night with her ex and with her ex best friend now, just in order for her to be the victim, in order for her to get people to feel sorry for her. And then what shocked me the most from that whole story and weird narrative was that she continued being my friend. And then by walking around telling people, quote unquote, what I did to her. Well then going to my face and telling me how much she loves me, how no one else loves me as much as she loves me, how she's the bestest friend ever. Well, other people around me d- didn't wanna be around me because I seem like a witch, the, the, the worst person in the world. And look at her being the good person that she is still being friends with me, still forgiving me for doing something so horrible to her when in reality, it never happened. You can be sensitive and still be a shitty person. Being sensitive does not remove you from taking accountability for your actions. You can be sensitive and still destroy everything in your path. You can be sensitive and still have no empathy for anyone else but yourself. You can be sensitive and cry and still be wrong for what you did. Understand that. Playing victim doesn't remove you from the responsibility of the fire that you started. We're done with allowing these so-called sensitive people get away with the crime and then take the blame on their behalf. We're done with that. So boundaries sometimes are removing even the quote unquote sensitive people from their life because I much rather have someone in my life that does something wrong and takes accountability for it so we can move on, Than do something wrong and then just pretend that their heart is just a little too soft and they can't handle feedback. No, grow up enough. When I told my mom what happened with this girl, my Russian mother, she said, you know what, Violeta, it's your fault. And I said, okay, go on. And she said, look, you knew exactly who this person is. You've set your boundaries with this person a million times. And you knew time and time again that this person will cross those boundaries. Because the best way to determine someone's future actions is by looking at their past actions. You knew exactly where you were getting. Yet you forgive her every time. And then you tell me the same stories over and over again. So you know whose fault this is? Yours for going back to her. So I'm done hearing you talk about this person. You need to learn your lesson and to stop and move on. And she was right. I said, you're right. Why did I allow this person to cross my boundaries over and over and over again? So that's why I decided to create this episode. I struggle with saying no. I struggle with having boundaries with people which means I happen to be an easy target. I used to think that I can save everyone until I realized that when I tried to do that they were drowning me. Therapy luckily has really been helping me learn how to set boundaries no matter how much it may upset the people who benefit the most from it. When I started going to therapy again I didn't realize that my biggest issue was my lack of boundaries. I genuinely used to believe that there was something wrong with me. I thought that I was hard to love. I thought that I was asking for too much when I needed space or when I wasn't okay with certain things, which is why I've always struggled with saying no and cutting ties with people, which is why I've always struggled with having people come back into my life after they've done shit that was not okay. My issue is that I try so hard to work on myself that I rather assume that I'm the problem Since at least I can fix myself, then assume that someone else is because I don't have control over someone else and how they work on themselves. So I asked myself, why was it that I stayed friends with her and other people like her for so long? And it's because I realized that there were things about her that I liked. The main one was that I liked how much she loved me or whatever that chaos was that she brought that I thought was love. I kept her around and I allowed her poor behavior because her explosions, her dramatic reactions and not caring about my personal space ever looked like love to me. I grew up with a father that either treated me like I was invisible or when he would finally notice me, it was when he was belittling me or hitting me when he was mad at me. So I thought that that type of passion was love. Silly me. Because when you come from a home where the definition of love is so unclear, you grow up not knowing what it is and you accept a lot of love that is actually control and pain. Like thinking you have to fix yourself or silence yourself to be loved. You become a people pleaser because love did not come free when you were growing up. It came with terms and conditions. It took 20 years for me to work on my relationship with my father. For him to finally love me so how can i believe that my boundaries are valid and that it's not hard to love me when my dad couldn't stand to even be in the same room with me for longer than five minutes this is something by the way that we're going to discuss in next week's episode which i'm very excited for you're going to love it it's so personal on why we're drawn to people that make us feel unlovable or that love takes work or that love is hard but back to boundaries. Love that comes with terms and conditions creates people pleasers. I didn't realize that to this day, I still believed that I was hard to love because I've worked so much on myself. I didn't realize that that was one of the reasons I was still accepting this type of behavior and love from people that validated that. People that validated that it truly was hard to love. I allow people to constantly cross my boundaries and ignore my needs because I didn't believe that they were valid. I've put everyone else's needs before mine and it broke me and made my life so much harder and lonelier for years. And the reason I'm having this episode is because I don't want that to happen to you. Setting boundaries has helped me put myself first, no matter how much it may upset the people who took advantage of it the most. I'm still working on it. But I made an effort of mine to really pay attention and and stand my ground last year. Because it's always the people that add nothing to your life that always have the most to say. And when those people can no longer control you, they will then try and control the narrative about you. It always seems unfair, but you know what? Let them. When people choose to talk about you, it's only because when they talk about themselves, no one listens. Give it time. People's true colors always show because eventually everyone gets tired of pretending. There has been people throughout my life that have wronged me, that have hurt me, that have turned people against me, including this girl, but I have always kept my mouth shut because my peace is more important. You don't always have to tell your side of the story because time will. Even though today I happen to discuss just one of my experiences with this person, just so I can tie this boundary episode together. I've never confronted those girls that I mentioned earlier that stopped speaking to me because of her. I never wondered what are their lies she said about me to other people because I knew that those people will eventually learn their own lesson with her that they need to learn. If I wasn't doing today's episode to help you guys understand what boundaries look like, I probably would never even tell anyone this story because, again, my peace is more important than making a point or bringing up the past. When I'm talking about this, all it does, it, bring, it brings me anger because I can't believe I allowed this person to stick around my life for this long. When you start to set boundaries with yourself, you stop accepting poor behavior. You stop allowing people who are at war with themselves to destroy your energy Negativity is the easiest energy to grab and even easier to flame because someone who's confused about who they are can easily make you confused about your worth, your sanity, and your reality. Setting boundaries and letting people like that go has been liberating. It made me feel like I can breathe again. So pay attention in your life. And how you feel when you finally remove someone from your life that brought you nothing but constant negativity or someone you were constantly arguing with or someone that always needed something from you or someone that just made you feel drained or bad about yourself. More often than not, you will see that you will feel relieved once you remove them from your life. You'll realize that half of your stress actually came from needing to please them. And then watch how fast they will come back to you because they are the ones that always needed something from you. You were the light and they just kept on taking and taking your light, but you never needed them. So that begs the question, why then do we feel selfish when we set boundaries with other people? What is that about? People feel guilty when they have to set a line because we're afraid of hurting people's feelings. And unfortunately it's in our human nature to want to be liked. So at times we feel reluctant to set boundaries with people because we fear being disliked or rejected. Setting boundaries will always make you feel anxious until you will understand the boundaries are nothing more than your personal value standards. What you will accept, what you won't accept, what you will allow, what you will not allow, it's setting boundaries within yourself and then communicating them with other people. You're not struggling with setting boundaries. I think that's where we, a lot of us make the mistake. We think we struggle with setting boundaries, no. We struggle with communicating them, and then we struggle with putting our foot down when people don't listen. So ask yourself, why is someone else's comfort level and happiness more important than yours? Ask yourself, would you rather experience a high level of discomfort for 30 seconds by communicating what works for me, or experience a mid-level of discomfort for the rest of your life because of other people's happiness apparently is more important than your own. Think of your emotional health as a bank account. If your emotional health is a bank account and everyone keeps withdrawing from this little bank account without making any deposits back, you're gonna end up hitting an overdraft fee or even worse, you're gonna end up hitting a negative balance. So by creating boundaries is basically knowing what is going and not going right in order to protect your emotional bank from, go- from overdrafting. <laughs> Boundaries are basically the line where one person ends and the next person begins. They are the rules that each of us has to tell other people and how we wish to be treated. I think the issue for many of us who will eventually learn how to communicate our needs is that many times people still tend to not listen or even worse, gaslight us into making us believe that our feelings are not valid that we are asking for too much and boundaries are something as simple as saying no as saying i can't talk right now i can't go out tonight i'm busy i will get back to you on friday please stop asking me i told you i will get back to you friday i'm not comfortable with you speaking about me this way i don't like how you make me feel when you say this i don't like that you keep talking about my weight it makes me uncomfortable I don't like that you keep touching me. Please stop. I think we need some space because right now I feel drained every time we talk. I need to get off the phone right now because I need to think about what just happened between us. No, I don't want to talk about our feelings right now. I'm tired. And so on. This part is so weird, but White Lotus season two finale. Daphne said something that really stuck with me and that I've used in my own life. She said, we never really know. What's going on in people's minds or why they do what they do. And in a weird way, just that sentence alone gave me so much peace. I even started to apply that sentence in my life when people upset me because I kind of just stopped assuming I know the reason why someone hurts me or upsets me. I stopped assuming that it had anything to do with me. I realized that in reality, who knows why they decided to do what they did. Who knows what goes on in their mind? Who knows why people do what they do? I don't have control over that. And most likely it's not personal. I genuinely don't know the actual reasoning of why someone treats me like shit, except assuming the worst case scenario that has to do with who I am as a person. So when you remove yourself and your ego and your emotions out of the equation, you realize that you really can't know why people move the way that they do. And most of the time it has to do with whatever stuff that they're going through and who they are as a person. So should you forgive them? No, this is an episode about boundaries. It's not about forgiveness at all. The reason it's so good to remove yourself and your ego and your emotions from a situation when someone hurts you and not taking it to heart and being like, oh my God, why is this person so mean to me? Why is this happening to me? It's, it's about realizing, huh, you know what? I don't know why this person's such an asshole. She's just a cunt. Just because she is, not because I suck. Because when you realize that their actions have less to do with you as a human being, you take it less personally. And that means then you're not attached to needing an apology or sticking around to prove yourself that you really are worthy and that they don't hate you. You're able to remove yourself from the situation when your feelings about your worth are not involved. Which brings me to the last sentence that she the Daphne gave in her advice. And she said, you gotta just do whatever you have to do to not feel like a victim of life. And that means we don't have to control over why people do what they do, even when they hurt us. We can only assume, but we may never know why they took those actions. But we do have a choice. We can choose to not be a victim. We always have a choice on whether or not we allow that type of behavior in our lives. We're choosing to make ourselves the victim when we allow people to cross our boundaries over and over and over again while we just grow resentment on the inside. And it makes us hate ourselves even more. We choose every time when we allow people to step all over us and we accept being the victim. So one day you can wake up like I did and decide if you've had enough. But you won't be able to make that decision until you're ready to see whatever it is that you need to see. Because my mother could have sat there and told me over and over again that I should have been friends with this person. But I needed to go that far with her to hear how she talks about me and to my face. <laughs> to finally realize that, I don't know why she made up that story. I don't know why this person continuously needs to be the victim. And I may never know why she felt the need to make me look that bad, but it doesn't matter. I finally made the choice to remove a person like that from my life because all they can do is do more damage in my life than than happiness. And I also realized that I needed to work on myself and be more clear with my boundaries to stop allowing people like that for coming to my life. There's even a saying when it comes to when you think that you're constantly attracting, let's say, narcissists into your life. And you're like, why am I always attracting narcissists in my life? Well, narcissists will become friends with anyone. So you're not attracting them. You're just allowing them to stick around. So one day you'll wake up and you'll realize you've had enough. You realize that you don't want to feel the way certain people make you feel, that You don't want to be a victim of life. If something doesn't feel right, it's probably because it's not right. And that may be whatever you thought love is, it's time to unlearn it and teach yourself what real love is. And those, for me at least, are boundaries. Therapy has helped me learn what real boundaries are. And I've recently had a friend stay with me for a whole week and we got along super well because we have boundaries with one another. One of my best friends, we've been friends since I was 15. We get along super well as well because we constantly communicate and we have boundaries with one another. And it's been amazing. They helped me see that whatever I thought love was, especially with friends, it wasn't love. That people don't need to react in insane dramatic ways in order to show me that they love me. People don't need to hurt me in order to show me that they love me. That love is not hard that I don't need to continuously work to make someone love me. I don't need to continuously accept shitty love and people crossing my boundaries because supposedly there's something wrong with me. There wasn't anything wrong with me. I was just choosing the wrong people over and over again because I wasn't learning my lesson. So I hope by you listening to this, you will learn yours because the biggest boundary you can ever set for yourself and for your own mental health and emotional bank account is removing people from your life who drain your energy and consistently ignore your needs. That is all today. I'm Violetta. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Almost Adulting. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to write me a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode on the Apple podcast. I read all of them and I highly appreciate them and they also really help my podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you choose yourself today and I will see you next week. Love you besties.